welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed, and I'm joined today by um, the the Egyptian fellow from the Mummy franchise. Also, Debesh. Debesh. His hair is luxurious and long. You look like his locks. You, you look like you're about to try to sell me skincare products at the mall. <laughs> hey, can I offer hey, you pretty, pretty skin- lady? Hey. Pretty lady. Smell good. Hey, lovely lady, you want to look you want to look sexy? <laughs> Come to my kiosk. What's up? Um uh, chilling, man. Things have been things have been pretty good. I'm like getting all these crazy opportunities. I'm writing a book chapter that's gonna be published in McGraw fucking Hill. You heard me? What? Yeah. Is that a subsidiary of Scruff McGruff? Nah, you know McGraw Hill. Yeah, the textbook folks. Yeah. Well, what the hell, bro? So are you getting like uh too fancy for life? Yeah. Is that what is that what the <laughs> is that what the hair's about, dude? You perming out? <laughs> I'm just gonna perm out. I'm gonna get one of those big those big uh fucking what you call it? I'm, I'm blanking right now. You are. Well, it looks. I do. I. I I'm ragging on you. It looks good. I hate like you look like such. Everyone looks uh-huh. like such, such a tool with the. Not everyone. Cause I'll, let me, let the, me walk the back. No, 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 no. With with the with the buzzed hair, like looking all like yeah. trying to look all tough. You just look like an asshole, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I pull it off though, huh? Oh, you, oh, you mean totally buzzed? Yeah, yeah. Like when you, you like back in the day, the best, with your gold chain and you're like New I Orleans know, buzz cut. Like, yo, what up? Seven sacks for a dollar. What's good, baby? <laughs> it's your boy. I was. I think. I think some part of me was trying to like look like mixed or something or like. Yeah, yeah. Well, you it, know, it, it, it just made you look like a whole asshole. Yeah. yeah. And Heath <laughs> just shaved his. Not Heath Dills, but uh. The worst Heath, but he just shaved his head again, and I was like, "Dude, oh, you look like yeah. it's an instant transformation into looking like an asshole." <laughs> How to look like an asshole in five minutes? Yeah, just boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bunch of emails from people with with <laughs> Hey, listen, man. Listen, yeah, listen. Just and you'll just be proving my point if you send me <laughs> right. a strongly worded email. Right. They're like, okay, maybe I'm not gonna send that. Dude, I'm going to see. Uh, t- have you ever heard of Tony? You've seen those YouTube videos of the guy who does like all the animal impersonations. Tony Baker. He does the goat one. Cram. No. You ever seen that? Ah, no. oh, you got. I'm gonna send it to you after. Okay, yeah, send it to me. Uh, anyway, I'm going to see him on Friday. He's performing at a church though, so I'm kind of like, what is he gonna be allowed to cuss or? Huh. Yeah. Well, is it of- like a Portland short church? Yeah, it's a Portland so church. So it's like, you know, they're <laughs> sacrificing like goats in, in the in the atrium and stuff. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Organic milk. They're like, yeah. at the door, they're like, uh, who died for your sins? And you're like, Jesus. They're like, nah, we don't want your kind here. Get out of here. <laughs> this isn't that kind of church. They're like, nah, man, this goat died for your sins. Yeah. Bah. Bah. Bah for <laughs> that was a little Satanism joke for you there, bud. Uh, I, I don't mess with Satan stuff. I oh, know. I know. I got um, <laughs> yeah. I'm dealing with a with a Satanist right now. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, your cat? <laughs> no, my cat is Satan. No, um, one of my uh, clients. Oh God, uh, that's interesting. 
it's interesting. That would that would be tough for me. I was just well. Listen, listen. This is I, so I was like, um, you know, I was like trying to see if it was just like, uh, um, like a like uh, for shock value or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, let's 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 let's. I was like, I'm gonna double down here. Like, so tell me yeah. about it. And, and they were like, yeah. Um, yeah, we believe that the Nazarene was an alien force sent down to like ensnare the souls of men. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, just having having someone refer to Jesus as the Nazarene just it was so <laughs> ominous to me. I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, but it's cool. I was out, uh, you know, just a little. I'm good with a little uh, spiritual warfare, my dude. I ain't no, I ain't no, I ain't scared. Oh yeah, yeah. We ready? We ready? Um. So I haven't. I real. I've neglected telling any of of the the Colorado bachelor party stories from when I was on vacation. There's a few good ones. Here, um, bro. First off, in in true dirty Mike fashion. So we're yes. everyone gets through security, um, and we look around and we're like. Oh, where's fucking dirty? And we just look back and we see him, you know, arms waving. He's getting hostile. Uh, he's- <laughs> <laughs> did it? Did a stanky draw set off the freaking? No, machine? dude. <laughs> Homeboy tried to bring a fucking knife on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? He walked over finally. And we're like, what took so long? He's like, man, they fucking made me give up my knife. What do you <laughs> think, <laughs> bro? What? Uh, well, damn. duh, Darren, you were white as hell. Look, oh my, you are oh, so no. Texan. No, <laughs> you ain't taking mine over my cold no. dead fingers. All us dark people know better. Jeez, bro. Thank, and thank God I rate when they took it. God, he got it, 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 dude. It ruined the first half of the day for him. He just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking thirteen dollar knife, man. Thirteen dollars. <laughs> That's what I said, dude. I was like, that is a, that's a rationale I would use to be like, it's no big deal. I'd be like, oh, it's just thirteen dollars. He was like, it was thirteen like, dollars. Uh, that's like that's lunch, you know? Yeah, like, who bro. Cares? Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, Corner store knife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. So that actually happened to my mom one time. She uh, she was going through airport security and they like flagged her bag. And they pulled her aside, and they pulled out a f- gigantic, like, butcher knife, like a kitchen uh. knife in my mom's purse. And they're like, ma'am, what is this? And she, <laughs> she had, like, in some weird uh, sequence of events, for some reason, like, she was bringing it back to the store or something. She stuck a butcher knife in her purse and just oh forgot about it and then tried to <laughs> walk it through airport security. Jeez, Miriam, get it together. That is a hard one to explain, TSA. It is. It's like, no, you don't understand. I just forgot about that was- <laughs> six and a half inch bladed weapon in my purse. Yeah, it came um, with the bag. I don't know. So we uh, that. we were. It was. Ooh, I'm about to sneeze. Mm, never mind. Um, we. It was so. We found out that people from Louisiana do not know how to drive in the snow. And we were we were all in this. Uh, I don't. We were in a, a rented Yukon XL, so like you know, one of those like massive big boys. And there's eight no, of us in there. So there's there's a collective, you know, shit, 
Gotta get that all-wheel drive. You heard me. Well, it was, but it was, oh, you know, was. we got a we got a solid four or five thousand pounds total. <laughs> yeah. And Heath was driving, and we hit one spot where it, it, all of a sudden we're like, "Oh shit, we Black. sliding!" And, and and Heath just let go of the wheels, like, "I don't know what to do." And then we just slid, just like we went in circles and circles and circles. And thank God nobody came. But finally, we just stopped, and then we just kind of like collectively like looked around, like. Well, that was weird. All right, time to go. Oh gosh, thank God nobody was around. Yeah, y'all probably probably didn't get the insurance. Oh hell yeah, Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Ethan's cheap ass. It's funny because he paid for my plane tickets, but (laughs) (laughs) cheap motherfucker. Funny because I didn't get no first class. Um, (laughs) Business? What? What I look like? Whack, dude. Um, (laughs) Then we we also. So we were driving home uh, another night, and we see a truck in the in the ditch trying to. So the whole time we were there, it was consistently snowing, and there was a solid, you know, three, two or three feet of snow on the ground the whole time. So, um, we see this guy in a truck off in the ditch, like trying to get his car unstuck, and we're like, mm-hmm. "All right, good Samaritan time." So we yeah, all jump yeah. out, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it's this. <laughs> It is this weird, weird, weird old man. He just opens the door and goes, "Oh, thanks, fellas. Legs broken, can't do nothing." And he what? To his wait, leg. wait, what? <laughs> what? He just pointed to his leg, which was all casted up. He's like, "Yeah, man, leg broken. Thanks, fellas." But he's happy, so he had to be pilled up to the gills, bro. Oh, so we get which. All right, so our mistake was we get in front of the truck, so it's on a, a decline. So we're at the bottom of the hill. Uh, mm-hmm. the front of the truck is facing down, the tailgate's up, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I see. So we start pushing, he starts flooring the gas, and it all kind of dawns on us, if this high, broken-legged guy mm-hmm. makes one mistake, he's just going to run us over. Oh, we're, we're all under it, pushing it oh. up, and oh, he, oh. oh, dude, one slip of the of the, the gas pedal, and it's over with, bro. Oh. Like, we're going down. But thankfully, some other truck came by and just like hooked a hitch to it Pulled and popped him out. Yeah. And goes, oh, thank you, fellas. Leg broken. <laughs> what the fuck? Give me some of those pills, old man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, well, we went to a uh, medical marijuana store just for shits and giggles. Nice, nice. It's like, you know, like, not that cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean... like, I, I don't know what I expected. Uh, right. Not that cool. Just Not like, that oh, cool. Hey. Did, did they sell like dabs there too? I don't know. We didn't really ask. I just kind of looked around. Yeah. Uh, and we're, you know, and it's like, it, it was what I thought in how, so there's the most annoying subculture is oh, like weed so, connoisseurs. It's so annoying. So annoying. And, and a lot of times the people that work there too. Oh yeah. He's like, so this one has, it's, uh, you remember in Half Baked? When yeah. the, the guy delivers it, he's like, this one almost has sort of pinting. He's like, damn, where'd know, you go to weed college? Taste. Kind of when a mint taste. Weed college? Damn. Yeah, uh, it was like that. He was like, this one has, has a broad spectrum of flavors with 25.6% THC and 18% CBD. I highly yeah. recommend it. It's, it's like, like if I asked you a question about anything not weed related, you would crumble, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you think you're like so 
Damn like, intelligent. Say, Round, who wrote the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> it was written on hemp paper, I know that. <laughs> well, it was written on hemp paper, and hemp is a, a valuable crop. <laughs> Yeah. And hemp, depending upon when it was synthesized, could be from either, you know, directly uh, psychoactive substances. Or Marijuana. I have a sperm count of two because I've been smoking <laughs> weed for 17 years. Oh, God. They're worse than craft beer people, dude. And like They really are. Like, so I went, much worse. I, I saw the, I went to a weed shop in Portland, again, like CBD, and I saw that, um, I saw that there were like some dabs there but i wasn't really sure what it was you know and i was just like hey i was like what is this and he just like scoffed at me and was like started like explaining away and i'm like thanks man yeah it's it's uh it's been a little while yeah sorry i'm not a drug addict anymore (laughs) (laughs) i did i did i mean i like to do it for shock value sometimes but he was asking me he's like hey you buy anything i was like nah man i'm a heroin addict (laughs) (laughs) he was like Okay. All right then. Okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't do that. Not allowed. And, and places like that, like they're so not used to people just being so like forthcoming at all. Right. You know, they right. don't. They do not know how to act when you like yep. you spring some stuff like that on them. No. We yeah. we did notice. So the thing about Colorado too is like the food was awful, awful. <laughs> So, but it, it was like weird because I was like, "Why does everywhere I we went everywhere and I, I would get I would ask the waitress, what's your your bomb stuff?'" And they'd bring it out, and I was like, "This is garbage, doo doo." But I found out. Uh-huh. So taste is actually affected by altitude. It is. It and is altitude it. and humidity, and I was like, "Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense." So it was like yeah. essentially your 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 taste is dulled by like forty percent. They said like every above uh oh wait never mind that's a different thing but yeah your taste gets dulled because there's not enough it's dry air so oh so altitude. i was thinking maybe it was temperature so it altitude altitude that's interesting which it's like hmm so maybe down south we're below it and it's so humid <laughs> so it just it, it really we just need so much more no well or it, maybe that's why it's so flavorful in a degree yeah 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 because it's it's the higher the altitude the less the less flavor uh, sharp your taste is Right, so it might be so like if they were to eat some, like a southern gumbo or something like that, it'd oh, probably be like overwhelming for them. Yeah, they'd explode like too much. It, it oh. also could just be they're all smoking big blunts, and so like cardboard tastes good. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, fucking stoners. <laughs> Get out of my world. Um. All right. Well, let's uh we'll get a crack to this interview. So this started uh. This this uh, this fellow just I was uh, commenting on something about demons and he just replied, "Too bad demons don't exist." So I said, "Gauntlet Throne, sir, come mm-hmm. on my show and you prove to me that demons aren't real." Nice game, blouses. Game blouses. <laughs> Plot twist: demons are very real. I'm looking at one right now. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Ew, ew. Two dragons. This is gonna get weird. I need you to. I like your little blonde friend there. How about you turn around and look at me and kind of roar, arch your back like a like arch a dragon. Like a dragon. That was Arr. well. Anyway, yeah. Obscure movie references, part two. The decency of man. I used to love a secrecy. 
Did you get a con- how did you get concussed <laughs> uh really stupid i uh, uh i got up at about uh, 3 a.m to go to the bathroom um i stood up too fast i guess um got really faint and instead of uh instead of doing the proper thing and you know sitting back down or getting close to the ground i was like i'm gonna get myself a glass of water because that'll make me feel better um and uh next thing i knew i was on the ground i hit my head on on a bathtub. Oh my God. So so you just stood up too fast, passed out and cracked your head on the bathtub? Something like that. Yeah. So I've been off of work since November. What? Yeah, man. It was like serious. I mean, I guess you really could have like died doing like that way. Yeah. Well, I'm insane. I'm a heavy guy or I'm heavy ish. Right. So, uh, I was, I, I went unconscious while standing. So I woke up on the ground. I hit my head in mid fall unconscious. Was there blood? <laughs> nope. No blood and no swelling. I hit, uh, fortunately I hit the spot on my head. Um, there's a lot of skull back there, but, uh, things still got, um, knocked around pretty good. So I can't, uh, I can't exercise. I can't go on hard walks. Um, or else I'll reconcuss myself. What? You can't go on yeah. hard walks? What is a hard nope, I walk? Can go on, a hard walk is anything with a incline. Oh my god. Yep. And, and so how I, long? How long for what? How long can you not walk? <laughs> Until I'm better. Well, Head yeah. injuries? Pardon? How do they uh how do they determine that? So you have to get like a CT scan again and they'll tell you I that did you're get good? A CT scan. Uh but the CT scan with concussions they only show uh if there's anything serious going on. They don't uh they don't actually show where your concussion is at. Uh that's left up to um your GP uh and your own um like a report of how you're doing. So they give you a sheet of paper, you score yourself, uh you know, how's this, how's that and and um and then basically just go from there. Uh, and, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, last week I took my two kids. I have two little girls, four and two. Um, I took them on a walk, and I was feeling pretty good. Went on a walk. We went downhill somewhere. Wasn't thinking. Went uphill. Uh, I overexerted myself. And uh, and basically, like, I felt like I reconcussed myself. It was Jeez. weird. I, like, and I walked, crazy. I walk quite a bit. But anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So uh, memory is fun. Uh, I don't sleep too good. Uh, you know, whatever. So, we all have our problems. I guess. So <laughs> y- you don't believe in demons, and yet a demon attacked you in the night and caused you to sure. get concussed. Proof, right. Game Back. over. Checkmate. Um, Check atheists. Yeah. And so 
the the background <laughs> on this is is yeah. me, me and me and Nick got into a a, a down and dirty Facebook argument. Not really. <laughs> sure. Um, it was like a few uh, a few side comments. So I don't even remember. I guess the original post was like, uh, "Does anyone believe in demons?" or something to that effect. It was, something about, uh, it was a it was a an article about "Don't do this thing, you'll get a demon," uh, something like that, or you'll open yourself up to Satan or something like that. And uh, and then of course I obnoxiously came on and was like, "Good thing demons don't exist." Yes, and, that was uh, it. Yeah. Yep, and I was like, uh, opinion. <laughs> oh, so, strong, yeah, opinion for sure, and everyone's got one, right? <laughs> right, so you um, elaborated that and said that you had a history, though, of you used to be all in on demons and demonology and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want a quick background on that? Stop yeah. me if I get too long-winded or no, whatever. No, but- no, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear, rewind it to the beginning. Sure. Uh, okay, so I grew up uh, in the, the Word of Faith movement. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm, I'm not. Give me a quick definition. Okay. The, the down and dirty on that is base, or the quick and dirty on that is basically, uh, um, okay, do you know what the secret is? Like that book with the curses? Yeah. This yeah. Is the Christian version of that. You speak a thing out to the universe or God. Um, you say it with a willing and believing heart. Uh um, and, uh, and then God will bless you sort of a thing. Um, and if you speak a negative confession or things like that, then you're opening yourself up to Satan demons. There's a spirit behind everything, you know, depression, uh, anxiety, uh, fear that everything has a spirit. What's it? uh, is it, what's if, what's it closely related to? Is it like a Baptist or is it like a Episcopal or is it its own it's thing? Connected. Well, word of faith uh, as a denomination, is its own thing, but uh, a lot of charismatic and Pentecostal uh, denominations share a lot of qualities. So um, charismatics would uh, would would say that uh, if you repeat prayers often enough, positive enough, you have faith enough, uh, you know God will heal you, or you can be delivered of demons or things like that. Right. So the Word of Faith movement was very much like that. You know, don't watch horror movies; you'll get a spirit of fear. And if you get a spirit of fear, then you're going to open yourself up to sickness and disease, and so you have to repent of that and things like that. So, so that was Word of Faith, and then uh, and then I moved over into full blown charismaticism. Well, I'll say charismania because I know some good charismatics sure. uh this charismania um i don't know if i can use popular names of evangelists or something televangelists. Oh, yeah call them out okay sure Do you, have you ever heard of like todd bentley uh i've that name sounds familiar okay uh so he was a uh, he was a uh, this uh um evangelist guy from from uh where i live here in canada the same town too and um, uh, he had this knack for apparently encountering the supernatural of God and healings and miracles. And he's been to Africa and, and things like that. And basically it all kind of culminated in a uh, Florida revival about over 10 years ago in which uh, shortly after that was revealed he was cheating on his wife, taking money, things like that. Was that like in Lakeland? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, li- I, I lived in Lakeland for a little bit, but that was like the, like the IHOP movement, wasn't it? Kind of. It was connected to it. They had okay. uh, one of the pastors, I think some of the pastors from the IHOP movement, uh, were helping to keep the, the thing going. Yeah. Okay. So this is what you were raised in. Like your parents were this? My parents, uh, they still are this. Yeah. They're, okay. 
they're, they're like, I've met some people that are well and truly nutty about it. Um, I wouldn't say my parents are nutty about it, uh, by any stretch, but, the, they, they do, they, they watch their negative confessions. Wow. Well, okay. So, so how old are you when you moved into charismania? Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that would have been about age, I want to say 14 or 15. Uh, okay. so I, I was uh, right at the impressionable age, so um, I was uh, uh, what, what what you would call an uh, an on fire uh, Christian for God, gonna you know kick ass and take names in Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah, you know, that kind of. Oh, yeah, I was probably pretty irritating to a lot of people, but uh, you know, what's it? What's the where? Where are you at in Canada? I'm I close to Vancouver, okay. um, a town called Abbotsford. What's the prevailing, so like if people would, would stereotype America as, you know, Christian, whatever, what's the prevailing spirit like in Canada as far as religion? Uh, depends it, on the region. In where, where I live in Vancouver, or uh, in Vancouver, excuse me, uh, it would be um, quite secularized. It's basically the, the Canadian Hollywood, right? Oh. Uh, the, but uh, when you get to Abbotsford, it's basically the Bible Belt of uh, our region. Okay. Um, very heavily, uh, lots of, uh, Mennonite churches and things like that. Oh, wow. Y'all got Amish people in Canada. Okay. Not those, uh, not those Mennonite people. Uh, oh, these okay. are, um, I, I call them neo Mennonites, but they're, they're <laughs> basically like they're, 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 they're culturalized Mennonites. I would love, I would, I want to be a neo Mennonite just cause that sounds badass. <laughs> like I'm a neo Mennonite. I don't think it's an official term. I just did it because as you said, it sounds badass. It does. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, there's also a lot of charismatic and uh, churches that adopt uh, similar principles. So almost everybody I know uh, believes in believes in like demons, and it's very it, it's 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 a common reaction to like like say someone didn't believe in God would be like you don't believe in God that that would be a common thing. Okay, sure. So, all right. So, when you were 15 and you were this on fire soldier for sure. the Holy Spirit oh, yeah. and God, did you, did you actually, would you say it was real though? Did you actually feel things? 110%. Okay. Yep. Like uh, what I would call, like the, I mean, uh, what I would call then, like definitely like the Spirit of God, spiritual darkness. Um, uh, like if I felt pressure on my skull or if I felt hot flashes or things like that in a conversation, watching a movie, I would attribute that to a demonic presence or influence. So if I'm watching a, like, a, let's say a horror movie, which I didn't watch a lot of because like I said, spirit of fear, right? You, you don't want to be getting that spirit of fear. Um, <laughs> you, uh, uh, if you get like, like start feeling like, like that, that tingling on your spine or things like that, those are, those are demons. So, yes, because my, um, so I was raised Presbyterian. I had my only experience with true, um, charismaticism was when I went to, um, a faith-based, um, drug treatment center in, in the rural North Carolina mountains. Um, closest thing would have been like, not quite rattlesnake handling people, but real close. Right. And I can tell you, I have never felt things like that since or before like it you really do there's something to it now whether there's energy, 
there's an energy to it. Absolutely. So like, you want to call that, that, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, no, that, like there, there's an energy to it, whatever, like just in the most generic sense, uh, like you, there, there are feelings associated with those gatherings and, and those kinds of things when people are praying, when there's people maybe shaking or whatever. I don't know. Have you ever experienced anyone in those events, uh, shaking from the influence of demons or something like that? Yeah. Well, so we had, so they did what they called a deliverance class. Listen, listen how they did it though. So they would, it was about 20 of us in a room in a classroom, we were sitting at, at little desks, and they passed out. Uh, this would have been back in like 2004. So they passed out CD players, and it was a recording of the pastor's grandfather just screaming in tongues. It was like a four-hour recording. So you you put the headphones on, and you're just listening to this dude scream in tongues. And when you, the instructions were when you felt the. Um, when you either this is it's so funny because their signs were just like yawning, sneezing, um, tingles, hot flashes, cold flashes. Whenever you felt something, you're supposed okay. to ra- raise your hand. The pastor would come over, and like three of them would come over. You take your headphones off, and they would put their hands on you and start trying to get the demon to name himself, and and so on. So what I the only thing I experienced, and I was 17, so pretty, you know, pretty, pretty impressionable. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the only thing I felt was that when he put his hand on me, it felt incredibly hot, and I didn't like it. Um, like, I wanted to recoil from it. Um, but what I saw, other people, one guy threw his desk across the room, another guy was just like kind of almost in like a fugue state clawing at his arm like he had some like pretty gnarly claw marks um so i don't know that's what i experienced and it was very very strange and of course they told us stories of what they had seen like people twisting their heads around and things like that yeah sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I've I've definitely uh, other than the t- the head twisting thing that um people didn't report that until the exorcist movie came out which that's funny most likely means that you know yeah they they straight copied it it's so, like it's like with uh with ufo experiences people didn't experience little green men until movies about little green men started to get into the cultural zeitgeist yep and and uh and then suddenly that's what people were experiencing so right the right. brain's a funny thing but um but yeah no what, everything you're telling me I, are those are very familiar concepts <laughs> um but uh, so looking back now, mm. what do you attribute? And we'll, we'll staying off of demons for now. What do you attribute the Holy Spirit feelings to? Do you still attribute it to God? I do. Yeah, um, God is a funny is, is a funny. Uh, it, it's hard to get a straight answer out of me when it comes to God. Um, last year, I uh, was pretty much done with God, but then I started to experience, um, like have spiritual experiences again. Um, because I was no longer like trying to fight, like, is God real? Is God not? I kind of went on this journey of trying to figure out, you know, does God exist? Does it make the most sense? That kind of a thing. Right. So, yeah. um, but so my spiritual experience life, which was quite, uh, strong up to, up to that point, um, kind of went down the shitter because, I, I was thinking too much with my head. Mm -hmm. And when you get like really like, 
you know, think too much, you feel less, right? And that's how it was for me anyway. So that was my experience. Uh, so I spent a few years really fighting, like, does God exist? Does God not? Uh, decided, decided God doesn't exist and kind of moved on. But then I started to have just spiritual experiences show up again, that familiar feeling that I attributed to the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, and I, I was like, well, you know, I feel that strongly, strongest within a Christian context. So I'm just going to go back to a Christian context because I like that feeling. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like, have you heard of Science Mike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know his axiom, something like, uh, at the very least, God is um, the the constants that birthed and moved the universe, something like that. Like right. at the very least, my axiom is at the very least, God is a psychological reality. That's interesting. That, that, that's well, well and so... that's start. I don't I don't necessarily end there. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of where I go with it, right? Like, uh, <laughs> anyway. You, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and so, well, and now turning it back to demons, so how far deep into that did you go? Balls deep. All right. <laughs> I went balls deep, bro. Um, so uh, so Word of Faith, we, we, we started off with that kind of a thing, right? We moved into charismatic, um, into more of a charismatic context. So the youth group that I went to uh, was literally called Joel's Army. Uh, from like the book of Joel. Nice. And, uh, oh yeah. And, uh, so we would pray for deliverance and healings and things like that every single week. We were, it was demanded of us to be, uh, on fire all the time. Watch out for Satan. He goes about like a roaring lion, you know, the whole, the whole bit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then I had, uh, I had a rather traumatic experience about 10 years ago, which kind of upset all those things. Cause up to that point, I was feeling like what you call like a victorious Christian brother, you know, <laughs> like real victorious. I had all the answers. I was not even 20. Uh, and then right around 20, I had a traumatic experience, uh, or series of them that, uh, really interrupted that and, uh, just kind of mixed my brain up. Do you, you, uh, want, you but, want to go, go into it or is it? Um, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I'm, I'm fine to say that it at least involves uh, sexual assault from uh, a man at my church um, who was a, a mentor. But uh, I mean, that that's a whole other. Sure. Whole yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine to say at least at least that. So the my brain didn't um, didn't uh, grapple with the trauma too well, uh, and uh, and because things like anxiety and depression or demons, basically. Um, I just tried to pray it away and pray it away. Uh, so I spent years and years, you know, fighting that. And it wasn't until I got married and my wife is like, you need to go to the doctor and just get checked out. Uh, and, uh, so I started like figuring about what, what is anxiety? What is depression? Those things. And I started to realize that all of these things that I have attributed to like a, a demonic presence or demonic power or oppression, uh, things that I have been able to, that, that others have identified to me like, Oh yeah, that's a demon. That's a, this, that's a, that, um, it was just, it was mental illness unchecked. Mm. And, uh, once I, uh, the day that uh, it's funny, like I used to have a lot of, um, what I would call like spiritual attacks. Um, and, uh, by this point I was just coming out of a few years of like the, 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 the spiritual deliverance, uh, kind of phase of my life. 
um, my parents were heavily involved with uh, a couple of individuals that ran a deliverance ministry. So I helped them out in a lot of things. So yeah, that you're, you're probably pretty familiar with that sphere of. Yeah. So, did, did you, yeah. did you, I mean, did you, did you ever see or experience anything supernatural? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple, uh, several times, um, demonic things I would attribute to the demonic. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the less interesting and go with the more interesting. Okay. Uh, the less interesting would be, uh, like psychological disturbances where I wake up in the middle of the night, uh, walk down the hallway to go to the bathroom. It's dark. And I would just see faces coming at me, like gnashing teeth, eyes, um, and just intense fear in my own home, uh, to the point where it would cause me to go around the next day, like, praying, uh, you know, freedom over my house kind of a thing. And, uh, it wasn't until I stopped believing in demons or at least that they had any relevance to me that I stopped having those attacks. Those stopped instantly. So to me, that was a clue that, uh, it was a, it's a psychological, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Manifestation or... Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. here's the more interesting one, though. Um, so back when I was uh, the, the on-fire guy, but, but, but like 18, 18, 19 years old, um, I had moved out, and uh, a pastor of mine uh, at, the, at the church that I attended, um, he had told a story about uh, deliverance ministry involving poltergeists. Okay. okay. And uh, how to get free of poltergeists and what they look like and those sort of things. So he uh, described a series of events at his house uh, where he would always feel like he was being watched. um, And on several occasions would look out a window and see a creature looking back at him. All right. He described the creature, you know, uh, no more than three foot tall, gray skin, overly large eyes, black pupils, that kind of a thing. So he described it in pretty vivid detail. So, uh, I was brushing my teeth one Sunday morning. It was just bright, right? I had the, the, the window open, um, and the, the floor, uh, or the the ground outside was no more than I would say eight inches, nine inches off the ground, right? Basement suite. And I look and I see that creature looking back at me. So do you still explain that away? explain it away. Now, I don't want to sound flippant because here's the thing. I do understand that uh, stories of like demonic encounters are commonplace. So I can't just say, uh, I'm not going to be that guy who's saying you're stupid if you, if you believe in demons or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not that guy. Uh, but uh, this is how I, I do explain it. When I look back on it in my memory, it's as real as though it were a person, okay? Um, but this is how it, this is what seems most reasonable to me. Is it more reasonable to me that uh, a, a demon decided to show up at my window and stare at me while I'm brushing my teeth, like some sort of a creepy demon fetish? Uh, or uh, is it more likely that my brain, taking the story that was told to me at a very impressionable time in my life, constructed that because I actually wanted to experience something like that. And so my brain hallucinates it into the window or through the window. 
That that seems more likely to me. Now, is that correct? Who knows? I'm just playing. I'm just in my mind. Yeah. Like, what's more? What's less likely? That, but because even still, it's like open-eyed daylight hallucinations are so incredibly like that. That doesn't really happen. It, They're it rare. Really doesn't they do happen. happen. They're so well, they, rare. They do happen. Yeah. Um, there was a there was an instance in uh, I think it was Guatemala about 1990 where 500 worshippers of uh, like Catholic worshippers of um, uh, were they were in a glade or something like that and 500 all saw the Virgin Mary show up uh, at the top of a small waterfall. They all hallucinated the Virgin Mary. See, and see, is that, you know, what really happened there? Who knows? I would... (laughs) See, I don't know. I'm just... I guess I'm not as... I see absurdity in almost every explanation, right? Almost equal absurdity. So it's like, if we're... If you're willing to, why are we so quick to say like it's just impossible that demons are real? If if we're even going to believe in God or if, you know, just existence itself is just as insane as the idea that uh, there's this God and we're these created beings. Like, now, before you, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, uh, just to, I'm okay, saying. Okay, good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, last year I would have said it's impossible, um, but uh, I'm 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 still a fairly naturalistic person, but uh, uh, I'm a, a naturalistic Christian. <laughs> yeah, or at least more so than that. And, and the way that I think about that is, I am probably correct more often than I am incorrect. As far as like, is that a demon? Is that not? Oh, I got you. I got you. That, well, and, and I will say, yeah, like. I well, so I flip flop between over spiritualizing and under spiritualizing because I do, I do believe, and you know, like you know, our our fight's not against flesh and blood, but it's powers and principalities sure. and all that. It's like I, I don't know if if it is real. It's almost like it could be. Um, it could have uh, stuff to do with a lot of minutia in our lives. Um, if it's not, I do get the, the hesitance in blaming all anxieties and depression. And I, and I have anxiety and depression and I'm on medication for it. And, um, I have, what are you on? (laughs) Uh, What am I on? Yeah. Uh, I'm on Prozac for, uh, for OCD. I'm on Boosperone for anxiety and, uh, I'm on, uh, uh, Concerta for ADHD. Nice. I'm on a, Good for me. <laughs> but yeah, well, Butrin and Zoloft is Zoloft is my new addition, and it's there you it's go w- working wonderfully. Um, Good. T- take I'm that demon bad. of depression. I will fight yeah. you with uh, <laughs> Zoloft. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I there also have been times when straight up I've felt uh, attacked, and there's no real other word for it, you know. What do you mean by attack? Like you felt so, arms, on, hands on your wrists, on your shoulders? No, face, no, mental. So this is, and this, all right. So this would kind of happen. I noticed. Um, I watched it happen, like in prison, where it seemed like there were prevailing attitudes and reactions that would like 
jump from person to person kind of they would spread like a cancer right like certain like aggression and anger and things like that right um yeah what do you mean like what do you mean by that what does that look like uh it looks like like a mass hysteria sort of like where it just basically like you know people reacting in similar ways and people that i know to be a certain way would seemingly act out of character when they have come in contact with somebody acting in this way if if that kind of makes sense so the it, and, it does it does make sense i uh i have thoughts on that but i don't want to interrupt your 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 flow of sure, thought there. no that that and like i said that's you know explained away in psychology as like things i mean it's yeah like uh mirror neurons and yeah you're gonna react to your environment and things like that what uh, a more specific example so i was you helping... can't just over that <laughs> yeah yeah <Better> more <laughs> um a more specific with that was i was helping this guy try to get sober um and he uh came over to my house i was it was a normal tuesday night Nothing was going on. Me and two friends were sitting there laying on the couch. Um, he busts through the door and just starts going off. He was high, but he starts going off about his girlfriend and that stupid bitch this and just going off and off and off about his girlfriend. And then he just leaves. It was like super, super random. And then he just leaves. And so I was engaged at the time. Like I said, nothing was going on. I was engaged at the time. Um, I went to the bathroom and I, when, when I say I got like blindsided with obsessive, intrusive, image driven thoughts of your girlfriend's going to leave you. Your wife is going to leave you. She hates you. Like, and it was like, it went through scenarios of like, all of a sudden it felt like it was, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I literally went in and like, prayed it away like prayed defense i was like what the fuck is going on like what is this get out of my head and when it was all said and done and i was back to normal it literally felt like this dude just straight brought something into my house and it jumped on me um i mean that's just what it felt like and yeah it, it was very very strange well, that kind of scenario is like i i know the the type of scenario you're talking about um uh yeah, no, that's familiar to me. Though I mean, the way that I would, as you say, try to explain it away uh, is uh, not to, um, is to say that. So someone comes into your house, you're chill and relaxed. They're acting crazy, uh, and you're you're suddenly you're on edge. Um, and then maybe all the things that you were subconsciously afraid of are coming to the surface because you're for for the moment, like your your body is interpreting that as my existence might be at danger, uh, in danger. So here's, here's all the things that I'm afraid of that yeah. I might sort of that kind of a thing. And here's the thing. I'm not going to say that that's what is, I'm saying that that is, that's just a thought that runs through my mind. I've, maybe yeah. it wasn't even sure. <laughs> right. Right. Who knows? And, but, uh, the, and go ahead. More. Yeah. Uh, in, Beyond that, and we talked about it too, I think briefly, was drug-induced, like when I've actually seen demonic entities and forces. And so I'm not quick to dismiss uh, chemically-induced hallucinations, well, partially on the basis of science itself has no satisfactory 
explanation for it's a working field, drug. or it's yeah. a field in progress. For Absolutely, sure. they really they're like I don't know, you know, serotonin, something like that. It, it you know it affects these receptors in certain ways. We really don't know what's going on. So it's you know in my mind that leaves the possibility of you essentially being able to you know like dogs and cats using yeah you can you're just in an altered state of perception and you're seeing things that are normally there or perhaps you're opening yourself up um because i've just happens at church though right like some if you're in in an environment like a a particularly charismatic environment but let's just say even a spiritually rich church environment you know uh uh like the for instance for myself one that i find particularly for lack of a, a better word, transcendent is uh, uh, my wife and I go to two different churches. Uh, we, we bounce back and forth. We go to the one that we went to before I kind of transitioned in faith thought. Um, but then I get like a week or two out of the uh, out of the month where I get to attend an Anglican church, and because uh, I like communion, and they do Eucharist every single week. So, I mean. Uh, I feel like... Yeah, we're good. Sorry about that, folks. All right, no so a- Anglican. Anglican Church, right. So for me, that's how I experience God. We're all there together to uh, receive the the the, um, the bread and the wine. And, uh, like, there's an energy to that room. There's something, there's something there, the other. There's something that feels other there. Yeah. So you can... That can be uh, either manufactured or encountered in a peaceful or malevolent way, uh, depending on how you alter your state of mind. Hmm. So like church is really good at altering your state of mind with music, uh, sometimes with chants or with, uh, tongues or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. Uh, drugs, same thing. Yeah. No. And that, I kind yeah, of it's the same thing. No. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And I guess, so it's funny. I, you, you know, four years ago, you, there was not even a slight chance you could tell me that, those things are not real. Um, you know, just from talking to people and getting it out, obviously like I'm having to rethink my positions on some things and just getting further distance from my experiences. It's easier to retroactively go back and be like, well, maybe this, maybe that. Um, I, I still, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I, sometimes my conviction tells me, that that is part of the problem of the zeitgeist of like the information age and this whole we're so fucking smart thing it's like we are just atrophying our spiritual muscles and if we don't want to see things we're not gonna and it could who knows if that's just the whole plan of the enemy is to get us to uh you know to dismiss these things away yeah um well and maybe maybe that's the case. I mean, one of my most powerful, I, I would say powerful, I don't, uh, not to sound douchey, but like in a very true sense, uh, I was uh, very close to, about the point where I was close to abandoning faith, uh, and a friend of mine who uh, 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 runs a company I work for decided that we were going to have a work meeting, but we were going to turn it into a prayer meeting. So I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> exactly what i want to do today and uh you know he's going around praying for everybody and he put his hands on me and he prayed and i like other than to say like i felt god and maybe the strongest way i had in years uh is an understatement uh, and, uh but like that was the thing i wasn't looking for it I wasn't asking for it. it just came on me you know what i mean you don't have to look for you don't have to look 
keeps popping on me. Yeah. So, yes, I think I, I agree with you on that. And I think, and, and I'm not one of those people, I'm definitely, I've moved away from those people that that think, like, there's anything to fear from that, especially if you are a Christian or whatever. It's not like, I'm not afraid, like, demons are going to get me or something, like, it's and more be, an annoyance. Like you and me, uh, like, so I mentioned earlier, I, I'm taking stuff for, uh, for OCD. My OCD, uh, manifests, uh, religiously. Yep. Um, so, uh, so when it came to, uh, okay. So the, 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 the way to become the best and strongest Christian is to make sure the demons don't get in. Yeah. Basically. So what's what's a young guy going to do? He's going to obsess about that. He's going to ask God's forgiveness for it, like upwards of two, three, four dozen times a day. Uh, going to make sure that there's no demons, nothing in his life. It's going to open himself up to Satan, those kinds of things. So for me, it ended up being a negative uh, element in my life to hold. Whereas for other people, maybe it's positive. Yeah, no, I had the, like, I'm one of those people too that Dude, I think I've been baptized like five times. I used to okay. I used to yeah. pray the sinner's prayer over and over just in awesome. case. Just hedge my yeah. bets. Yeah. Maybe God was listening the first two times. Yeah. And yes, dude. I I so literally this this past year has been a just concerted effort cuz I just didn't understand like how especially people that started questioning not questioning but deconstructing or whatever it's like how do you even how are you so chill about this like how are you not afraid and i realized it's just like wow i am really 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 stuck in in legalism and uh religiosity and i need to do x y and z to get the result that i want and like it's just a giant mess so i'm just trying to relax in uh in yep. faith just chill like i'm gonna be okay you know yeah, well, the only way I was able to do that was uh, was to uh, attempt to abandon belief in God and all of the supernatural and then just let come back what will come back. Hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty relaxed and chill about things now, but I was not a year and a half ago. But basically, I just kind of let my faith die, buried it, walked away. Like, yeah. pick some dirt over it. I don't need you anymore. And then, uh, lo and behold, it did come back and... Yeah, if you whatever you want to call that, maybe 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 it's just my brain saying you spent thirty years seeking after God. Let's uh, keep doing that. Maybe maybe that's what it is, but I I don't I don't care to figure that out anymore. I just I like what I like, and you know I, I like the I like the I like what God does for my life, and I like what it causes me to do to other people and for other people. Yeah, that's... it's really as simple as that. And yeah, there's no. I yeah, and I tried to to seek out alternatives, and it's just like nah. If yeah, for me, if it's if Christianity ever turns out to for whatever reason, if it's not true, like I'm not going to anything else. You know, I, I've found nothing else that uh. It's the, it's the it's at the very least the sacred myth that guides your life. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's and it's absolutely you know all that, I I'll just have to take my own word for it of just you know journal entries and, and memories I have of just even recently a couple of days ago but yeah spiritual experiences that are just like oh yep that's real 100% like okay gotcha um yeah so it's a good thing but um yeah but um we got a little bit off track from the the demon the I I think I think you asked me a question and I might have got off track from the question do you happen to remember what that was you had a 
we talking about um, my church experience? Uh, I don't remember. Oh man, I don't remember? Okay. Well, we both did it. It's the, all good. The demon of forgetfulness. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. It right got now. Me. <laughs> Um, yeah, or I get, no, yeah, it was just, um, experiences you had had with, with demons. Um, um, yeah, I think, uh, where we kind of last left off on that, I guess, was, uh, like when I stopped believing in demons is when I stopped having spiritual attacks. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Hey, by the way, my screen just went black here. Is it, uh... No, I'm still good. You can still see me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but we're being oh, well. we're being attacked. It's pretty obvious. And the the demons do not want this uh, to come out. Pray right now. Shoulda bought a Honda, but I bought a Yamaha right now. Is, Do that, now. is, is that was that your tongues? No, it was not. But that's what people would do to get you teach people how to pray in tongues. Either say banana backwards or uh, say <laughs> I should have bought, bought a Yamaha really fast. Keep I doing that. A Yam- <laughs> yep. And then eventually the uh, eventually the spirit will take over. That's so see that's hilarious to me is, is that you that's the whole you're missing the whole damn point. You don't teach them how to speak in tongues. I so I've only had one uh speaking in tongues experience and it wasn't audible, but it was in my head and I was like, "Oh, well that was strange." Do you think you've ever had an actual speaking in tongues? Yeah, and I I would say that uh like okay, so um what we see is speaking in tongues in the Bible in those in those two or three instances uh, and what we see today are two very different things. Um, in the Bible, it's supposed to be an event where tongues is supposed to like magically uh, uh, translate your words to other people of other languages. Yep. Um, and uh, and we've seen people attempt to do that on missionary trips and it just doesn't work. No I, one knows what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's basically, uh, as far as like the experience of speaking in tongues, is it like as a spiritual practice? Um, I have experienced it, and I'll admit on occasion I still do uh, speak in tongues. It makes me feel at peace. What? What? So, do, like, what? Uh, what's the scenario? Like when you're praying, or you're just like going through your day, and you'll just bust out some. Don't know. Uh, I guess, uh, like, I'm not really sure why or what, like I look at tongues as, uh, it's like, well, this is what happens in the brain. Like when you, when you throw people through a, uh, when you watch the brain while they're speaking in tongues, you see certain parts of their brain light up and, uh, and begin to like, uh, some parts soften, other parts harden, but, uh, there's clearly an experience happening very similar to like when, uh, when Buddhist monks chant. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it's kind of like that. It's, it's basically just like my words are connecting me to the divine, and that has a positive experience on my brain. That's kind of how I look at it. Uh, so if I want that feeling, then I'll go with what I know. And boy, do I know how to speak in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. Um, well, we're uh, we're coming to the end here, man. I. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I think it's, uh, you know, I will, I don't know what I was going to say. I hope we got to what you wanted to get to. Oh, Uh, yeah, no. I mean, that was a very, very interesting story. And I I was going to say it's just, um, it's fascinating to me. um, One good thing about the internet is like seemingly 
uh, random exchanges can turn into like getting to know someone and finding out like interesting stories. And, you know, maybe that is the spirit moving in you. Maybe you needed to like talk about this stuff. Who knows, man? I like being available for uh, use and work and like being, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. I do, yeah. Well, also too, like I guess it's good to see, like in my case, uh, usually we're we're just uh, words on a page, watching each other on these Facebook pages and things like that. But uh, uh, and we're like, oh, that person's kind of a dick or whatever. <laughs> but uh, comes across a little bit differently, I think, when yeah. you when you can hear the person's voice. Oh yeah, very, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. I was it's... talking about me, not you. I think I was the one who sounded like a dick. <laughs> Well, it was, it was, it was the declarator. I just love that one. The declaratory statements on the supernatural. And I just, I can't help it, but to be like, no, 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 no. Personal experience though. Yeah. But good. Totally. Stuff, man. Yeah. No, it's good. All it's right. Good. Well, I thank you for uh, coming on my friend. Oh, anytime, anytime. Thank you very much for the invite. I appreciate it. Are you convinced? Or do demons exist? Yes. Good. Good answer. Good answer, my friend. Because if you would have said no, the easy one is like, well, that's just because you're possessed. So, you know. It's, oh. like a, it's a good circular Perception. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. I don't know. I, I don't really mess with all that. Yeah? I, I, you're above yeah. it, hyper-spiritual? <laughs> I just don't. I think like I know I know ghosts are real. By the way, Maddie got a picture of a ghost recently. Shut up. Yes. I need you to send it to me, and I'm going to post it on the congregation page. Like, okay. I'm, I'm dead okay. serious. As long as I she's need... cool with it. Is yes. It, is it like an orb? No. Tell me about it. Um. So there's this really awesome place that opened up. There's like a 12 step retreat center, and so she's been given a lot of creative authority to kind of do what she wants in the garden and and reiki and different practices there. And so is she that was that Lowell once... guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. coming on next week, so. Oh, good, nice. Good, good segue. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, she she was walking around. She felt this like kind of presence following her, and she just started taking pictures just randomly, right? And then, and then later on, she like she like saw this kind of orb, and then she zoomed in, and you can see like the outline of a bald man. Shut and, up. And, yeah, it's like his head and his shoulder. And the pictures of the guy it was owned by this like boxer from like the like the great Gatsby kind of era, you know? <laughs> and like and so like 
and it's it, him. Dude, like it's 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 him. Oh, I yeah. need to see this. So this, this yeah. you're, so this is actually to you convincing. Like you're like holy shit. This it like that looks like a ghost. Absolutely. I mean, Whoa. to me, it is. I I think Whoa. that's. So, I think some people may be like, oh, that's just smoke because there was like smoke. You know, she was she was like saging the cleansing the place and stuff. You know, and so. But it's it's so clearly the formation is so clearly not like I mean, I've got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to see it. Holy yeah. crap! And then yeah, congregation. I'll I'll post it. I, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need votes on this. Uh, yeah. to see if it's real. <laughs> um. Well, that's cool and kind of freaky. Um, yeah. 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 So ghosts. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'll mess with them. They 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 don't mess with me. <laughs> They know what's up. They know what's up with me. <laughs> um, that was so. The other thing, I this was just a funny drug story that I forgot that I never told. I was thinking about. I don't know what I was thinking about. Um, oh, just the the ridiculous, ridiculous, grandiose ideas you get on crystal meth, right? So we, me, and this this cat were um were shooting meth in his uh, hotel room. And he, it, it was like far away. So he called me and was like, yeah, come, you know, like I had some, he's like, let's do the rest of it. And then like my, my boy's coming in town from, from Houston or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So we'll get re up. So I go there, you know, we had both been up for a couple of days. I think he had been up a little longer. He was a little farther down the road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we do all the meth and we're sitting there and I'm like, all right, dude, so when's your, when's your boy coming? He's like, all right, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" You know what's he's coming. like, "So, all right, his phone's off. He's not answering, but totally, man. Here's what we're gonna do. There's only one way in to Baton Rouge, so we're gonna go outside by the. This was a hotel by the interstate near Port <laughs> Allen. And he's like, we're gonna, we're just gonna look for his car, and we're gonna flag him down, bro. Look for his car where? On the interstate, driving <laughs> past us. So, th- and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll bite. Yeah, sure." Because he was like. <laughs> So we literally, I didn't go all the way. I sat outside the hotel room, but he goes to the street and he's just standing by the street, by the interstate while cars are just flying by. He's like, I think that's him. No. Oh, that's not him. Uh, Oh, that's him. That's him. That's definitely him. No. Oh, that's not him. Like, what was the plan when you saw him? Just to jump in front of the car? Yeah, literally the plan was to like, to flag him down down so the, the guy would have had to you know, look over at this time, see, it wasn't like clear. This wasn't like in, in his mind, there was no way this dude was driving past without him seeing him. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. It, and also in this reality, he would just be able to be like, yo buddy, it's me pull over. There's no fucking exit there. It's literally just like it's just <laughs> a drive by. So he would have had to like pass us, see him get off at a mile get down off, the road, turn around. around. Yeah. Dude, he stood there for like an hour and a half, bro. Yeah. And I was finally, Press I was like, cops didn't mess with him. Dude, I was like, uh, I think there's, there's holes in your plan, chief. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is going to work out. No. Uh, you need to, um, I also, this might be a, a better, like devoted to a whole episode, but I, I've listened to this dude, Shane Moss on Theo Vaughn's podcast. And he's making a new documentary called psychonautics. And it's all about, he took a bunch of. He set out to like make a documentary about psychedelics, and he ended up uh, going insane and having to go to the psych ward because he he just oh, like went no. too far out. It was Holy really God. and it really. I was like, damn, it's 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 had me thinking about my psychedelic experiences like crazy. 
he the way he had an explanation for it that I, it really clicked with me. So he was talking about, um, okay, so because he was trying to his whole thing was like, how do you communicate what the hell happens when you do psychedelics? Because mm-hmm. it's so impossible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of his explanations was that. So in your mind, you are constantly creating scenarios and simulations, right? So if you're thinking in the future, like, okay, what am I going to do Friday night? I could go to the movies. If I do that, then this, 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 and this is going to happen. And you're mm-hmm. doing that with a ton of things, right? Oh, it's all at once, yeah. Yeah, and so what he kind of thought was maybe psychedelics, when you go internal, it's essentially you're being able to see the creation of all these scenarios just kind of behind the scenes and the reason it's all fractal and weird is it's literally like you're inside the motherboard of the computer and not the display screen so it's like you're seeing all the firings and all the background creation of Uh all these individual scenarios i don't know for some reason i was like that kind of makes sense Kind of makes sense, yeah. Like there is no, there is no like separation of like time. Like it's all kind of yeah. At once, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's so it because it's still so interesting that nobody knows what the fuck is going on. I know. You know when know. when you're tripping, you know. Well, because like you have these ideas, like so, like like let's just take for example your friend on meth. If he was on acid instead, I bet you that guy would have shown up. Does what do that you make mean? sense? It's no. like it's like you have these ideas in your head, and they just materialize. Oh uh, yeah, well, see, that's funny. Yes, so no, that will it's, it's unexplainable. It happens to me so. It happened to me so many times. Yes. And that, that's how he went insane. But, yeah, so also kind of how he explained it, and it, it is true. So it's like when you're tripping, mm-hmm. every – so your brain naturally makes associations normal. But when you're tripping, it's like every single thing, there is an association with it, and it was made specifically for you at mm-hmm. every point. So every song was written for you and about you <laughs> and about your life, and it would be like, you know um, – you know, you turn on the radio and it's like I'm sitting at my desk recording a podcast with yeah. my little bud buddy Debesh, and it's like, whoa, what the? Fuck? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so he started where he went off the deep end was where like it's like every you know he couldn't turn it off, and so everything was it became more like paranoia, and he like worried that he was actually like changing the future. So that's so that's so that's not that's, like, that's like a catatonic state, right? So it's like when you go to the catatonia, that's like a part of schizophrenia. Sometimes, like you think that exactly, like you have so much direct influence over the events of the world around you. You know, like even to the extent that if you hold a magazine instead of drop the magazine, you can dramatically change somebody's life. Yeah, that's exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, cataton- catatonic. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so and he would like he was saying he would watch, and it, it was interesting because he said he would he was in L.A. I think so he would walk around and the uh-huh. homeless people would be like, "Hey man, they're on to you," and he would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, damn it! And so he all of a sudden se- was like seemingly able to communicate with all these schizophrenic people, oh, and shit. it was like. It's like so the the problem is you start thinking like 
it's it's kind of like that. I'm woken up out of the matrix and like, holy shit, yeah. all these schizophrenic people, they are the reality and they know we're on the on the same page and everyone else is just everyone else is asleep. This weird yeah. simulation and I'm in control. And then what was interesting too is he he really started to freak out when he had always thought that psychedelics just opened you up a window to another world, mm-hmm. but he began to whenever he would close his eyes it was he said it was kind of like get out where he felt like something from the other side was telling him to leave trying no telling him trying to take over him so he felt like he was he realized it was like a two-way street and every time he had opened up like basically someone in the other dimension was smoking dmt and trying to take over him oh my god it was like yeah it's weird like push and pull push and pull yeah yeah gnarly Oh, oof! I would not. I would not want that, dude. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's scary. That's scary. Because man, I've scary. done. I've done so much acid. You know. I mean, it's it's a miracle. I you know. Can yeah. Be coherent. But. The the worst I did was, I was on acid and I decided that shooting up coke would be a good idea while I was tripping. <laughs> and that dude, because all of my, like you were saying, all of my cocaine induced paranoia became. Very real. Very real. Very real. (laughs) It was was so bad. It was so bad. That one I did wind up in the the psych ward. Oh, you did? Yeah. I was found. It was like December. This was in Columbia. And they found me. I was in. So I was like, I, I had nowhere to go. And I was riding around on my moped in a leather jacket and shorts in December. That's moped, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, those standalone ATMs, they, they, they like build a building around an ATM. A little like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of like a phone booth, but a little, little bigger. Kiosk kind of deal. Yeah, they, yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just sitting in a corner in one of those, just like, I don't know, <laughs> talking to myself or something. But yeah, to the psych ward you go. Yeah, dude. That I mean, because like stuff like that. Like I remember one time I dosed a whole bunch. I think this is the night that I dropped a bunch of drops in my eye from a from a vial, which I do not recommend. Oh my god, it was vis stung a lot. And then I then like I finished like a half a vial or something. And then like I ended up at somebody's house in like North Louisiana or something. You know, I mean like hours away from New Orleans. In a and I'm just sitting there and I wake up. In the morning, and I call my I call my 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 bud dealer to come pick me up, you know, because I don't even know really how we got here. And he's like, "Oh yeah, man, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. I'm down the street." I'm like, "How are you down the street right now?" <laughs> like he like I got off the phone and he was there to pick me up. Like, no way. Four hours from where we live. Wow. I was just like, this doesn't you, make it. You, we like we didn't even talk about it. You brought him there. That was <laughs> so. That was so it, I never. That was another interesting phenomenon. Is when I I tripped acid, being a full blown heroin addict, and so I had. I was like, I wonder what this is gonna be like. And I I was I was I wasn't quite dope sick, but I yeah. wasn't well, so I wasn't high on dope, but I wasn't quite in full blown withdrawals. Uh-huh. But so the 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 beginning of the trip was good. It was me and another fellow heroin addict, and then it was like, oh damn it, here we go. And the trip started like morphing into like, you need heroin. Like this isn't gonna go well unless you get heroin. Uh-huh. But somehow, uh-huh. uh, I don't. Neither of us had any money. Neither uh-huh. of us had any 
like collateral. Everything was pawned. We had nothing. We we yeah. just had two people tripping on acid. And in three hours, the next thing I knew, he was just loading up a syringe full of heroin, <laughs> a, a huge amount of heroin. And I was like, "How did this happen? How did, like, this happen? How did we? How did we? How did happen? Yeah, it's bro. Like, oh, it's it's so weird. I mean, it just makes me wonder. Is like, is that what? In in the lighter, like in the spiritual sense, like the world, the spirit is like, like, can we just materialize things? You know what I'm saying? That are, of course, not so bad for us. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes into my, like, thinking that, like, the the dark side, in order to give you that hook, it's like, I swear, dude, I would, it's like things would happen. Mm -hmm. It would enable me to continue to do evil. Like I would get windfalls of money or like just, you know, weird. And at first, and then of course, eventually the bait and switch happened and everything horrible. But there were those times when it literally was like, everything's coming up Millhouse, dude. Right, 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 uh, right. I mean, strictly strict material kind of, you know, Satanist type stuff, you know, it's just Yeah, totally. Um, the secret movie, you know, all that. Yeah, stuff. totally. But it, it was definitely yeah. not for the good, dude. Definitely yeah. not good shit. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, and I think that's why, I, because, yeah, it, it the spiritual life is like that, but it's, you know, the kingdom of heaven or whatever, the spiritual life is different. It's not it's the different. same stuff. So it's, yeah, it's different stuff. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. and it, it's better, but helpful. in a different way. Right, right. And, and Lighter, think, more unifying, more, you know, just loving, you know. Yeah, yeah it's it's much more intangible things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly, so, exactly. Oh, gnarly. Um, cool. Well, yeah, send us uh, send us an email, churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com, if you've had any uh, uh, dark rewards. Uh, and tell or, me if about you have this a, or if you have a buzz cut. Or if you have a buzz cut, send those to Besh. Um also, uh, patreon.com backslash church and the drugs for all the bonus episodes. I released last week's bonus as uh, for the public. So if you just go to patreon.com backslash church and the drugs, you can listen to that one for free, kind of get an idea of it. It was a good one. Um, and this week I also have me and, uh, Dan Smots. Uh, I went on his to talk about, um, DXM dextromethorphan. So we kind of do a long talk about that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, man. See you later. See y'all.